Welcome to the Love Good Podcast brought to you by our patrons. This is Jimmy Mitchell, your host. Join me each week as I sit down with artists and thought leaders to chat about music, culture, and what we call the art of being human. You see, Love Good's more than a subscription company, all right? We're a movement of everyday folks like you and me who are letting beauty break through the noise so it can transform our culture from the inside out. Thanks for joining me this week. I'm so pumped you're here. The month that the world stood still. Well, I know that I'm actually really pleased that it's finally March 31st, which means that March 2020 is coming to an end. I mean, this has been a crazy month, right? Like how many of us have woken up so many times just assuming that the coronavirus has just been a big bad dream or something? You know, like... This has definitely been a wild time. And I know all of us have felt the effects of that in so many different ways. And I'm I'm just so pleased that through this podcast, through so many of my own encounters around the office and studio with our artists and apprentices, you know, there's these little moments where life goes back to feeling normal. Today's conversation, which is a follow-up from last week's conversation with Scott Mulvihill, feels like one such moment. We really dig in towards the end of this episode to Scott's faith and and particularly the role that that God's love plays for him, the foundation that it really has set for his his life of, of peace and of joy. And, you know, we had this incredible, incredible live stream experience last week. Many of you were a part of that. It's not too late to get caught up. You can still go to letbeautyspeak.com and experience the entire three-night mission that I hosted online retroactively. So that, that's super exciting. But today's conversation with Scott, it, it's just the most perfect follow-up ever. You know, without the love of God, guess what? The world comes crashing down. Our, our souls sort of implode. Like if we don't have in some arena of our lives, a profound sense of infinite love, unconditional love, love that we can't earn, love that we don't deserve, then actually it's just so easy to put our identity in in anything else. Anything else that gives us a moment of fleeting satisfaction, approval, security, sensation, you name it. And I've struggled with putting my, my life and my heart into so many of those different things. It's a constant reclaiming of, of the hope that I have in God and his love for me. So I'm really so excited that you get to be a part of this conversation today with Scott Mulvihill. I'll be sitting down with him in just a few moments. Now you treat me like a stranger Walked out of my life and changed my world today You made me your So good to have Scott Mobilehill back in the studio. All right, for the follow-up conversation uh, yeah. to last week's episode, because yeah. clearly 
I couldn't get enough. And right. I'm working yeah. under, I think, a very accurate assumption that our listeners can't get enough. But what you've just described, Scott, even off camera, thinking about politics, thinking about life, career, all these things, really, really important. But, you know, our whole mantra is to let beauty speak truth, the kind of truth that sets you free to love what is good, become what you love and change the world, right? So that's actually what's so captivating about an artist who does have a deep, thoughtful, lived experience, but also even ability to articulate that lived experience. And in other words, and maybe it's the music, you know, that first captivates people. But actually what, what then happens is you've got their ear, you know, and through your music, but also through conversations like this, you can lead people to the truth of what it means to be human. You can get us thinking about right. all the stuff that actually matters. And we are living in a really funny time where we spend or waste a lot of our hours every day on things that don't matter at all. Right. Do you know what the average American right now, how much time they spend on, on Netflix alone? Take a guess on the number of hours a year. A year? A year. Oh, man. Or break it down to a day and then we'll multiply it out. Yeah, let's see. I'm going to say... Two and a half hours a day. Okay. An hour and a half a day, okay. which stacks up to 500. I'm like more pessimistic. Well, than, you know, yeah. but 568 hours a year. Yeah. I don't know how many combined days that is, but yeah. that's significant. And 70%. It's only because Disney Plus is cutting. In. I know. It's, it's yeah. true. But 70% are binge watchers. <laughs> yeah. 10 years ago, and this is something that I didn't realize until a couple of days ago, the average American household had the TV on for eight and a half hours a day. Isn't that wild? Guess what it is now? It's, it's less because of our screens, but take right. a guess. Five. Yeah, four and a half. Okay. You know? And I'm assuming that there's even more time now spent on, on our screens, you know? Probably oh, stacking man. way beyond eight and a half total a day. Yeah, I, I, would, I would think so. Yeah. So how do you navigate all that? Especially when actually the screen and the very phone that's in my pocket right now is how I mostly access you your music, your career. I know. That's the, that's like the Tension. irony because it's yeah. like people that are going to listen to this likely going to be on a phone. So, you know, if you want them to hear it, you need the technology, you need the technology. And man, one thing that I've been thinking about a lot is like just the idea of living in my own mind mm. with, and you're going to need input. Like you, I want a conversation with you. I need to learn and read and all that. But what I, my struggle has been like, I like the process of like inputting information and mm. that's, that's engaging for me. So I, I waste a lot of time. Like I would say the main things are Instagram and reading yeah. like either on a tablet or like articles and current events stuff, you know, like stuff that's, it's not like it doesn't matter, but the input is like when the input's so high, the output goes down. Right. And so like just to turn it all off and be like, I mean, your brain is like a, it's this magical, like idea machine, you know? Yeah. And, and it's, it's, you have this, <laughs> this like, you have this like chemical weapon up here. That's like the most amazing thing. Like, and, and, and so to actually spend time in your own mind and really let thoughts come up and kind of take your, let your memories just go where yeah. they're going to go. And like, like, I think I can't remember exactly what it was, but I remembered something the other day that was like from, you know, my childhood, which is, yeah. I'm 31. So it's like, you're talking 20 years ago, mm -hmm. 15 years ago. And, and it's like, 
In fact, just saying that, what I remember just now was Dance Dance Revolution when I was nice. 16. That just popped in my head. Oh, like, yeah. When was the last time I thought about Dance Dance Revolution? I have no idea, but yeah. but it was now. So I was in college, um, man. Um, so, <laughs> I was there. Yeah. So, but like just ran, even the random things are like, that's pleasant actually to like mm. sit and, and, and kind of like just in some silence, that's which, it. which isn't that as like, that's one of our spiritual principles too, is like silence. And, mm -hmm. And then that, then like for me, songs come out. That's exactly right. And out of the boredom, out of the wonder, out of the awe, yeah, just, out of the silence. Just some, just a little quiet. Well, and, think about a hundred years ago, we were a far more agricultural society. Right. There was just more time built into the day for boredom. Yeah. For silence. Yeah. You know and, what I mean? and silence was the norm because when you think about recorded music, now it's playing in your stores and like anywhere you go in public, there's a lot of music and that's great. Like I, I love music mm -hmm. obviously, but it's, but there's, there's kind of less of that just like, hmm. <laughs> yeah. you know, and, yeah. and, and so you lose something yeah, and, and sure. when you put, when you put in so much, I, so I think it's like a ratio thing. It's not, it's not a, like, we all need to check our phones now I'm really worried to have a Calix. So, uh, <laughs> you know what? Here's what I'll do. Here's what I'll do for the patrons. Uh, let's just get it full. It's, perfect. It's working. Um, awesome, yeah. awesome. 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 Uh, um, so, yeah. So, like. How long is your hair, Scott? I don't know. I mean, for all those who aren't watching, I mean, wow, <laughs> man. This is, this is uh, yeah, I'll just let it do its thing for a little bit and then incredible. I'll fix it. Um, this is why you need to go to joinlovegood.com right now. <laughs> become a patron because we are watching uh, this unfold. Um, and uh, yeah. if you're just listening, you are wrong. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh um, man, it's it's good, but yeah. So the what comes out is is like what you have to give to the world, you that's know. Right, so like that's right. like if I'm compulsively checking my phone, which I am a lot every day, mm -hmm. then I'm not actually. It's like I'm not letting. It, it's it's like I'm not even letting out what is in there to come out. And it's so, true. Yeah. Like how many songs would I have written if I just woke up and sat at the piano? Yeah. Instead of like scroll my phone and read mm -hmm. stuff, and mm -hmm. even if it's valuable stuff, it's like there's there's too much of a good thing. Like yeah. you know, it's not like I'm, I don't know. Hopefully, I'm learning something, but there's there's a point at which like it's therapy and it's like good for me. It's like my living too. Yeah, you know, that's it's like right. like it's like, and I'll use that term both ways. Like it's how I like make a living, money and stuff. But it's like it's living for me. It's like, yeah. I'm not living unless I'm, unless I'm creating, you know, because yeah. that's part of what I've been given to are. do. Yeah. And so in the last episode, meaning 20 minutes ago, we mentioned, um, <laughs> <laughs> meaning uh, we mentioned that like, I'm taking a month off. That is literally for me to not travel and be in my own mind and mm -hmm. like be creating. Yeah. That's man. the only directive it's like what do i really want to do and 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 like coming back to the belief that what i'm doing is important and it's important that i do what i do mm -hmm. because that's like something i think every artist has to like truly believe if it's not important you wouldn't do it you know it's yeah. like so it's kind of and i don't know if you have to like build up a reserve of that will and energy and then maybe maybe it's totally natural that like I've spent a lot of that reserve, you know, and, and it doesn't mean I don't want to do it. It just means like, I know how it feels to like be really ready. Yeah. And, and, and so I want, I'm feeling like 
not that I'm not headed there, but like, I want to have that, that feeling, that state of like, okay, now I know what I'm doing. Yeah. And, and I'm going to do the hell out of it because, because it's like, you, it just has to like arise. It can't, Mm -hmm. I don't think you can strangle it out. That's right. And um, every season of life calls for some level of preparation and quiet, you know, Mm -hmm. I mean, even our Lord going in the desert for 40 days, you know, that was intentional Yeah, and it was a contending and it was obviously like the very thing that then launched him into his three years of public ministry. What does it look like for all of us to, to pull back and have enough form in our lives so that the fire can not just stay lit, you know, but burn deeper and, and warmer and brighter every year, every season of our lives. Right. And, and that's a phrase I've been thinking about a lot lately, form and fire. This comes from an, an Aussie, I'm obviously going to forget his name, Mark Sayers. He talks a lot about how we've got to have form. This is true of the spiritual life. It's true it's like of the structure. creative life. Yeah, structure, discipline, yeah. order. Cool. But we've also got to have fire, you know, passion, creativity, that sense of newness, right? Mm-hmm. I'm curious because this is something every now and then we'll talk to artists about who have a, an incredibly disciplined life. But most of the time- I'm not your guy. Yeah, I'm artists not your are guy. kind of all over the place. <laughs> like, yeah. And most of us are all over the place. Most yeah. of us are just yeah. a big mess. And the insecurities we had in middle school- You see my room Aren't right that now. different, you know? Yeah, okay. Oh, it's so bad. You always know, just see my room. I sometimes get accused of it being Airbnb ready all the time. Really? I'm actually oh, very so early. Oh, that. Yeah. <sighs> Because I can't actually be creative without that. Dude, I can't walk in my room right now. It's so bad. It's so bad. What's your form? What's your fire, Scott? Okay. What keeps you grounded? What keeps you constantly pushing forward? Yeah. This is like the exact question I've been trying to answer for myself the last few months, I would say. Where yeah. it's like, like on the fire side, it's, it's like, oh, okay, I'll talk about it artistically. Yeah. It's like knowing that I have something that's like new and special yeah. and, and like, Ooh, this isn't there yet. I mean, in the world, you know, like this doesn't exist yet and I'm going to be the one to like make it exist. How Love cool that, is that? Man. You yeah. know? And, yeah. and so I'd say a lot of goes into that because when you're creating a song, there's like, there's just a lot of aspects of it. Like musically, what's it like? You know, how does it, what does it sound like? What instruments are creating the music? What's, you know, that's, I would say texture in, in musical terms. It's like texture is like the instrumentation mm-hmm. and what you decide to belongs and what doesn't belong, you know? So, and that's simple decisions. Like, does this have a guitar on it or not? That's a huge texture question. Like what is, so there's like texture and the sound, there's the lyric and the, and like the emotional content. Is this like a, reflective song that is like really personal and deep or is this like a fun song like yeah. you know like and there's no wrong answer but getting those like finding a direction where just like you're like my my spirit's like yeah 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 that like mm-hmm. go 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 mm-hmm. and like you kind of feel it like okay I want that to happen yeah, and this yeah. this thing that I'm creating like I'm I'm as soon as I played it, like I lit up a little bit and I'm yeah. going there, you know? So, yeah. so that's artistic fire for me where it's like, and this is, I think this is a hard struggle for artists, like liking what you do, you know, like, 
because you're not supposed to to some degree. <laughs> like yeah. you know, like you have to you have to like tweak it and edit it and and criticize it to make it better. Right. And then you also have to like it enough to actually get out and do it. Like I have, I have one of my friends who's like, man, I would love to do a solo thing. Like, and I think I would someday. I just hate everything I ever create. <laughs> and that's, and yeah. like, on the one hand, I can relate because like yeah. we all criticize, but I think that gets, I, you know, this friend, like I wonder, or not just him, but like anybody who's in that mindset, like I wonder if that's rooted in fear a little bit too. Where it's debilitating, like, yeah, it it is debilitating, and yeah. and it's like, you know, like if you don't like anything that you've ever done, then you're not giving anyone else a chance to like it either. Yeah, it's you know? true. And so, yeah, that's a balance you have to strike. So yeah. like, but once you do, and it's like, man, this is something that I actually believe in. Like, yeah. I want to show the entire world like yeah. and i want to live in a van so that i can <laughs> get in front of you and play this song like yeah. like i came hundreds of miles to be in your town at your tiny little bar and i'm gonna get on your stage and like and like i've decided that this is the best thing i can do with my time yeah because that's how important it is that this music gets in front of people so and scott there's a lot of easier you know, ways to make money out of there. course like you know? it's the worst way to make money like, <laughs> it's it's uh it doesn't make sense without fire no you, you know? no one would do it yeah and even even like people that are really rich like yeah doing it and which i think is great like you know i, I the huge successful artists i guarantee you it's, I, I feel like there's a cynical attitude to where like, yeah. oh, they're just in it for the money. And it's like, I'm sure that has been true on right. an anecdotal basis. But in general, even your, like yeah. superstars are not, I don't think they're in it for the money. Like, yeah. at least they don't start that way. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I can't speak for them, but I don't and, think you- five or 10 years in, they've made enough to retire. And why, right. and why, why don't do they, they retire? Yeah, why do they know? keep, yeah, why do they keep doing it? Yeah. Maybe it's because they actually love it, you yeah. know? And <laughs> like, right? Like, maybe you're jealous of their success. So easy to be you cynical, know? Yeah. You know? Yeah, it yeah. is, it is. Yeah. And it's, yeah, and so like fighting that cynicism, I mean, yeah. okay, so fire, form, okay, I'm going to try and, I feel like very formless most of the time, so I feel like I'm going to, I I don't feel like I have a great answer to that uh -huh. because I'm I'm not a super disciplined person, and like I wish I could. At what point did you figure out how to sing while playing the upright bass and doing it in a way that was almost like two voices at once, not like a a rhythmic thing happening? Down I have here. been f disciplined in my like learning. Well, there you go. To some degree, you That's know, some like serious form. And and I wish I was as disciplined, like in a constant way. But when I was in school, for instance, even this was like sort of undisciplined because. It was more like I was just so obsessed that I <laughs> that like I neglected everything else. You know, it wasn't like it wasn't like here's how practice fits into my perfect day and yeah, I did yeah. it. It was like bass guitar and I'm like drooling and practicing eight hours a day because I can't do it. anything else. Yeah. So it's yeah, like yeah. And then then the upright in college and you know, so I, I worked it's not that I'm not a hard worker. I'm not super like yeah. formulaically disciplined and as much as that would improve my life, you know, I'm, <laughs> I'm just not. And so, but I have been a hard worker yeah. at a lot of points where it's like, man, that's, I like a challenge. That's kind of my personality mm -hmm. where it's like, Ooh, this is hard. Yeah. So I'm going to take the hardest route, you yeah. know, like, but it's fun for me. It's, it's even playing the instrument. I think when I first started, was 
like it definitely had an emotional pull and like mm-hmm. I just love the sound and the feel but but it was also like a it was like a hand puzzle you yeah, know like yeah. there's this physical technical as- aspect of it that was like kind of like I don't know it's just a it's a weird little challenge like yeah and I get frustrated so frustrated when I can't do things so yeah. if there's something I want to do that I can't do I'm like I sit there and just try to work it out. It's a bit of an engineer in you in that way. Yeah, yeah. I guess so. Like, yeah, like kind of OCD a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I mean, honestly. And, and I think it's served me well. Like, it's yeah. like I got... If I can't do it, I give up. I move on to the next thing, man. <laughs> no, I, I mean, that's not true. That's not true. I mean, there's got to be a lot of fire pushing me through failure otherwise. Yeah, you know what I mean? well, yeah. yeah, I would... Yeah, I mean... Got a lot of alliteration for him. A lot of fire, alliteration. Failure. We'll be back in just a moment with Scott Mulvihill. There's a lot of you who are feeling out there the, the, the financial strain of this pandemic, right? And a lot of us are beginning to really eliminate all of the non-essentials, not just non-essential travel. Gosh, I am missing my non-essential travel. Ooh, I'm an extrovert and I am hanging out at home a lot right now. Wow, you know? But I mean, even non-essentials like, oh gosh, dessert, things that we can live without, apparently not toilet paper, that's for sure. But I'd like to go ahead and propose something very simple, that beauty is not a non-essential, okay? That over the last couple of weeks, I think many of us have probably spent more time behind our screens than ever before. You know, companies like Zoom have probably exploded in the midst of this crisis. Certainly Netflix and Disney Plus are having a heyday. And I want you to know that more than ever, we sense here around this community of artists in Nashville, and really by extension through all of our patrons across the world, it's never been a more important time to invest in the arts, to to bring beauty to the forefront of our life, to, to live intentionally. And that is, of course, what it means to be a love good patron. And so right now, it's probably hard for a lot of us to consider an extra $5 a month anywhere. And so for the next 48 hours, you can sign up as a love good patron with your first month free. Okay. All you have to do is go to joinlovegood.com through Friday. So that's a little bit more than 48 hours, actually through Friday of this week, you can subscribe as a patron You can get this beautiful welcome package in the mail. It'll feel like Christmas morning, I promise. These things are amazing. You get a t-shirt, you get an album, a book, a piece of art, a beautiful magnet for your fridge, all for free. Like that's ridiculous. But you're also getting your first month free, which includes all this incredible exclusive digital content, long form videos of all of the podcasts, beautiful Love Good Academy talks, live streams where we host house concerts only available to our patrons, really exciting stuff. And again, for the next 48 hours, 72 hours, depending on when you're listening to this episode, you can get all of that with your first month free. So go to joinlovegood.com. Know that we need you now more than ever. Our patrons truly are the ones who stand on the front lines of this movement. So again, for all the details, go to joinlovegood.com. There's another one that's occurring to me because you're talking about your friend, right? Who's maybe feeling like he, he doesn't have anything to really offer the world. And maybe there's a lot of us who feel that way. Yeah. You know? That's a false humility, obviously. You know, What does it look like to be humble and hungry? 
the same time, mm. you know, hungry, not right. for your own success or your own glory, you know, but, but hungry and, and constantly coming back for more knowing that, you know, life is actually really short and you can only drink so much of it. Yeah. You know, you're only guaranteed so much. So how do you stay humble? Meaning, you know, constantly grateful, constantly right. aware that everything is gift, you know, all is gift, but hungry enough to never be satisfied, to be constantly uncomfortable knowing that that's where growth happens. That's right. where real fulfillment comes. Right. Yeah. Man, it's a great Form, question. Fire, you know hunger, what's humility. been blowing my mind lately? Let's hear it. Is the story of Joan of Arc. Okay. I don't actually know this story. Man. I'm, I'm ashamed to admit this. Okay. So I again, this is my OCD-ness coming through. I've, there's, I listened to like eight hours of podcasts on her life on a, Wow. A podcast called History on Fire by this guy, Daniel Bolelli, Italian really? guy, who's, who's and it's, and obviously Joan of Arc's a religious figure, a saint and a warrior, all these things, but his, his podcast is purely history. It's not like yeah. religiously motivated or anything. It's, it, but, but the story itself is so phenomenal and impossible. So <laughs> I, then I read, I'd finished one book on her. Well, I, okay. So Mark Twain has a, a biography on her. I've seen that, yeah. And and it's told from the perspective of one of her like childhood friends who mm-hmm. became her scribe, which is fictionalized. Yeah. Like she had people that this person in the book who's narrating it didn't may it might have existed, but didn't exist in the capacity that they are was act, we are actually present for her whole story. But mm-hmm. he's he turned that into like a fictionalized version so that he could tell the story from yeah. a perspective. And it's a great read and it's amazing. It's an amazing book, but I started that one and I realized like, okay, I kind of wanted to have a better perspective on what was factual and what mm. might've been like fictionally. And, and I think Mark Twain was careful to be historically factual, but, mm. but it's also, it's told like a novel and yeah. like, you know, so you, so I read another I like paused Mark Twain and I read a, just a imperial history book on her. Mm-hmm. And then I resumed Mark Twain and I'm almost done with it. So, okay. So the story of it is Joan of Arc as a young child was like a religious, like pious person, but like the, but not, maybe not in an extreme way, like beyond her culture at the time she lived in the early 1400s. So, at, I think age 13, she hears a voice from heaven. Mm-hmm. And and so she, in, in at first that voice was like just telling her to be a good person and go to mass and like, like simple, but she kept hearing voices. And just imagine this. Eventually those voices who would, who like were, according to Joan, were like St. Margaret and St. Catherine and St. Michael the angel and like, and so for, if you're Catholic listening to this, you might be somewhat familiar with those, but like these are saints. And if you're not Catholic in the, you know, saints of the Catholic church. So these people are talking to her and eventually they say to her, you are going, and she's like 14, 15, mm-hmm. you are going to lead the armies of France in victory against the English. Like a 15 year old girl in a tiny town, like a peasant. Yeah. Like it's, it's completely impossible. Like it's not something that happens, mm-hmm. you know, like, it's not like you are going to follow in the footsteps of this person and do this great thing like they did. It's like, you're going to do something 
that's never been done before. And completely unparalleled in, yeah. in like all of history mm-hmm. and certainly in your culture. And, you know, I mean, even just to say like, Jimmy, this is God. Hello. You may have questions, but we can get those later. <laughs> um, <laughs> the main thing I need to tell you is that you are going to go, you're going to march to the White House and tell the president that you need to li- lead the United States Army in victory against whoever. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like imagine receiving that message and you're like, I'm going to do what? You know, like you can't, it's just. You can't make that up. You can't yeah. make it up. It's, or I mean, so she's like, here's the thing about her that's been so inspiring to me is like, from all accounts, she's a, she's a person of amazing character. And so like mm-hmm. the like simple beauty of her personality is like, like, so, the, okay, one, one thing I'm really enjoying is the Mark Twain book because it's like, it like artistifies the whole thing in a way that doesn't, it, what I've kind of found is that he's pretty accurate. It's not mm-hmm. like, he's not like messing with the events or the dates. He's just like making it come to life and it's mm-hmm. awesome. And so like one of the things he wrote in there is like, like she put her great mind to a great purpose. And and that that explains like, why events could then unfold the way they did in our sure. real world. Like sure. without like, I think the whole thing is miraculous, but like without miracles, like it's not like lightning struck down the armies. It's mm-hmm. like, but the force of her conviction mm-hmm. because she had this like revelation essentially. And it's like her pure absolute conviction of like, this is going to happen. Like, and she, so it would be nice to know exactly what's going to happen. Like, that's, we don't all get that privilege, you know, but, but like, but she knew and, and just trusted so completely Mm -hmm. that it ended up happening, you know, like, and so she, so in like 14, 20 something, like eventually convinces this person to take her to the king who's in exile in his own, in France, because the, I don't want to get all into all that. And I don't know that much about it. Like, but there's a hundred years war is like what that war is called. And so I'm not an expert, but it was just like, they had been fighting for decades and decades and the English and the French. And so Mm -hmm. it's like, you're going to liberate France. And in this story too, isn't like, it's not like there are no, it has a tragic end because she was like, they, she had these like amazing victories in, did in like four days what they couldn't do in decades, yeah. uh, like liberating the city of Orleans. And then like that, that started the process that eventually led to the French complete victory, like over 20 years. But she was like at some point sort of maligned by, not maligned, but like pushed to the side by like the King's council and stuff. And like, and then was like captured by the English and burned at the yeah, stake. And right, so, yeah. so, so she had like a very unhappy ending to her mm. earthly story, you know, but never lost her like conviction of her mission or what, just what she was set out to do, you know? And so I've like, I, it's, it's just, I don't know why it's striking me as funny to be like for geeking on Joan of Arc, but, yeah. it, but man, it's so, it's like, it just makes, you can't read it and not think like, what would, the outcome be if I was just like f- unbelievably convicted in what I'm yeah, doing because yeah, yeah. Y- you have something to do, you know, and like mm-hmm. you've been given a gift and a purpose and like how wholehearted are you? Like how, yeah. how much 
of yourself are you giving to that? And mm-hmm. like, I can tell you for me, even though I've like, if you look at my life, I've devoted most of it to music, you know, like I've arguably sacrificed a lot, you know, mm-hmm. like, but it's like, it's still probably not a hundred percent. Like I haven't like, you know, I don't know, like mm-hmm. to what end, what would the end point be where I'm like, no, I can't sacrifice that yeah. for what I've been yeah. called to do, you know, yeah. like, and, and there are probably things that I would prioritize over what I was actually my mission in this world. And so mm. that's wrong. It's like, it's understandable as human and we're scared, fragile beings, but, but it's, it's like, man, I think to live wide open would be to like really lean in to your calling and, and, and just fearlessly go after it. You ever heard Chesterton's definition of courage? He said, it's a willingness to live taking the form of a readiness to die, you know? And I think you apply that to, again, the unique and unimpeatable mission that we've all been entrusted with. The way in which we bring beauty into the world, you could even say more specifically, the way that we bring God into the world Mm -hmm. in a way that nobody else can. Yeah. What a what a shame and what a tragedy yeah. when we miss that mark, when we compromise even our time and our talent behind a screen. Man, right? let's talk about God because like yeah. I, we when I first got here, Jimmy asked me, Man, do you want to talk about God during this interview? And and what's what's interesting is like I believe in God. I love God. I write God into my songs sometimes, but I don't publicly talk about God that much, you know, yeah. in my own faith and like mm-hmm. and so you know, and it's, and my, I think my biggest fear in talking about God is to like appear as one of these people yeah. that like, I'm like, I have all the answers for you and mm-hmm. here's what I figured out. So, you know, like, it's so easy. Follow God. Like, like, like I assure you listening, like if we're going to talk about God, it's like something, it's the topic that I would only approach with like a deep humility and, and sense that like, I don't know everything and, mm. and anything you believe or questions or like criticisms of what I believe even, or like, it's like, I'm, I'm so. You're on, a, you're on the journey. I'm on the journey and, yeah. and I'm not, so I would never claim to like have every answer for you, you know? So, so yeah. I guess uh, like, I just want to preface You mean that. at the ripe age of 31, you don't have an answer to all of life's <laughs> questions. But isn't that amazing? We do put that pressure on people in the spotlight all well, the time. Well, and people want it. Here's That's here's true. what I learned. Okay, here's an interesting thing. I I toured with Lauren Daigle for a couple of years, you know, and especially artists that are Christians. Yeah. Like, and openly the, so. Openly yeah. Christian. Yeah. Like, and not every fan will do this, but there are those f- fans and people that will like, put the mantle on them. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's not fair. It's not, it's not right. It's a lot like, of pressure. So much pressure. And so I would go to these, like, <laughs> these, like, Lauren would have a meet and greet yeah. before every show. And like, I'd sit in on that and just watch it sometimes. <laughs> and like, and, and like, and Lauren's amazing. Like she's an awesome person. So there's not, you know, like, but she's a human being and like, you know, yeah. and like some people are like asking questions of like, that are, I don't want to like throw anyone under the bus, but just things that are like, designed to be like you could ins- you could easily replace the question for like hey Lauren reassure me that you're a perfect person so that I can feel good about liking your music thank you <laughs> you know like yeah, essentially you know and so it, it's it's yeah. it's just not cool like yeah. it's like yeah. like 
Lauren is a big Christian music star yeah. and she is allowed to have like a question about something, you know, like, mm. and that's what would give her music depth in the first place, you yeah, know, like yeah, the, yeah. and so, you know, that's just one example and that's not everybody, but it's, but that does get like placed on those yeah. artists sometimes. And so, yeah. and, and so that, that like cultural signaling of Christianity is so different than a relationship with God, you know, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. and, and it's not, and it's, and we want like, I, so I don't want to be afraid to talk about my faith. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want to be afraid to have a conversation where I don't talk about it. It's, it's like, man, like there's just no, there's no like better source that I've found of like just actual peace mm-hmm. than a relationship with God, you know? And, yeah. and so it's like, it's like the one place you can go. And so I've been trying to keep that in mind as I'm like reflecting on yeah. the year I've had and the decade I've had. And and it's like, like, who brought you here? Amen. Yeah. Who brought you here when the day you were born? You know, yeah. like that was God. Mm-hmm. Who brought you to this moment? Who brought me 31 years later? It's like, and gave me these opportunities. And like, and yes, I can, I can look back and like, map out how this led to that and that led to that but there's just no there's no agenda I could have set that would have been fulfilled the same way other than what I'm trying to say I guess is just that like God did it even though it happened in our natural world Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. Um, it's like trying to figure out where to place your gratitude and then therefore like where to place your trust in the future Mm -hmm. it's hard without without a sense of what brought you here and who is responsible for yeah. that. And so it's it's like, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I've been always trying to like live and serve and honor God with what I do, not claiming to know every single thing about him. or yeah. And even the faith, I, like the religion I practice, which I'm Catholic and, and that's, and I love my faith. You know, it's not even about like me fulfilling that religion perfectly at all. It's, it's just, but it is about this posture of dependency, this posture of, yes, of surrender, right. That you didn't make yourself, that you were not the one fulfilling your right. dreams. And you talked right. about New Year's Eve in, in Ireland. I was New Year's Eve in Phoenix this year with Matt Moore and about 8,000 college cool. students. And he said this one line that I thought was so powerful. He says, stay close to your surrender. Yeah. You know, yeah. That actually all of us can easily be lost, you know, right. in failure or success yeah. and forget where it all came from in the first yeah. place. And that that is actually a great place to land the plane because we are we're out of time. Scott, I no. think I think it's official. No. We need to go ahead just and started. formally invite you to be one of our regular contributors. Oh, uh, this has been uh, insane. We, we need we, to have a, one episode became two. Dude, Joe Rogan does it for like three hours. I know. I know. You I know. know. We could we Let's podcast longer. What time of the day is good for you? Are you uh, like a morning guy, an afternoon, evening guy? We could do this over Scotch. There's so many uh, possibilities. It's morning or evening. It's just when I'm in town. Yep. That's the big yep. question. But February, I'm in town. I was going to say. That's kind of soon. But, but yeah. you know, like there there will be times. Yeah. yeah. Well, all I can say is on behalf of our listeners, a massive thanks. We're so excited to be getting out your new music, your new EP. It's all of our patrons right before, now. Before we close, can I share with you yeah. something that... This was like, and this goes back to God because 
I was like totally not ready for you to enter a conversation. But this is something that that I just had this thought yesterday. I was thinking and and this is this is like the games your mind plays because I was thinking like, man, I wish somebody would take a chance on me and what I'm doing. Like mm. and I mean that kind of like, you know, why didn't this label sign me? Or mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. why isn't like why you know, why isn't this happening? Or like, like I want, why, why won't anyone take a chance on me? And it's like, God himself took a chance on me, you know? And like decided that this much matter in his universe was worth dedicating to my existence, Mm. you know, like, Mm. and then not only took a chance for me, but sacrificed himself for me you know and mm-hmm. and so it's like every anything any other person could do for me or on my behalf is great but it's like it's so nothing it, it it's not anything compared to what has already mm. been done for me and for you yeah and everyone living you know and like and, as evidenced by the very breath in your lungs yes yeah. and and it's like so like what could i possibly need mm from somebody else, you know, and, and, and we all help each other, but like, it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. I I wanted to share that because it was like, I felt like it was like popped into my head and and I had that thought. I was like, man, I needed to hear that because it's just like, what do you, again, it's like, what do you depend on? What do you, what is your motivation and what, who do you think and who do you, yeah see as holding your future. And Amen. And and that critical transformation, you know, that's happened in my own life again and again and again. And moments of doubt is that, hey, I'm I'm not alone. And as yeah. you put it, God has taken a chance on me, gone so far as to to save me. Yeah. <laughs> and and to keep me in that posture of hope and and freedom. And I like the word you said peace. Yeah, you know that's where that's where my piece has been. It's kind of like the only source that I've actually yeah. found. Yeah, right. And yeah. that's yeah. Well, to be continued, Scott. Yep. Until Thank our you, next. Thank you, Jamie. Peace. that conversation you know you never know especially with an old friend where these these episodes are going to go you know scott someone that i've known 
and really respected and, and loved as a brother for five, six, seven years now. And, you know, he's so representative of so many of the artists that I have the privilege of knowing and accompanying as their careers are, in some cases, first getting off the ground. There's other artists that I meet well into their careers that, you know, I'm just actually kind of nervous around. And uh, it's just a real privilege on, on behalf of our listeners, on behalf of especially our patrons, to get to be a part of moments and memories like this. And as I said, it's never been so easy or so important to invest in beauty as a love good patron. And so you have until Friday to subscribe with your first month free. You get the beautiful welcome package. You get all the exclusive content and your first payment won't even come out of your account until a month from the day you subscribe. And we know that a lot of us are under some pretty serious financial constraints right now. And so we really understand that. We wanna work with you on that and make it as easy as possible for you to subscribe and to invest and to be a part of this movement of artists, young people, patrons across the world who really do believe in the power that beauty has to transform all of us and to transform our culture as well. You guys are amazing. Be assured of our continued prayers. And next week, I'm so pumped to be sitting back down with one of our regular contributors, Dr. Ryan Hanning. This is, you know, one of our, our monthly returns to an epic conversation that probably has something to do with theology and culture and homesteading and maybe temperaments. Who knows? It's always a joy with Ryan. So I'll be back with him next week and I look forward to seeing you guys much sooner than later, especially once we get these travel bans lifted. I cannot wait to get back on the road. In the meantime, do not hesitate to reach out, social media, email. We love hearing from you guys. We'll see you soon. Peace. Massive thanks for tuning in to the Love Good Podcast. If you like this week's episode, and frankly, even if you didn't, share it on social media, leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, and then join us on the front lines of building a better culture by subscribing as a patron at joinlovegood.com. Our patrons get all kinds of incredible exclusive content, such as a weekly long-form video of the podcast, a monthly live stream house concert with our artists, and a seasonal package that will raise your standard for music, books, and art forever. Thanks again for tuning in. It's an honor to accompany you as you change the world.